You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. The cream of the crop! Hello and welcome to Triviality, the game where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. My name is Matt and I'll be your host today. Uh, joining me for today's game is scorekeeper Neil. How's it going, Neil? Good, Matt. How you doing? Pretty good. And we actually have a special game today. We're doing a two-on-two. Why don't you tell us about the players, Neil? It's going to be a two-on-two match. Uh, Ken and Anna versus Jeff and Bones for Supreme, I guess, Rain. Su- Supreme Reign. Yeah. <laughs> it's a pretty intimidating game, so yeah. you guys should be pretty nervous. To be honest. <laughs> we all look exceptionally intimidating yeah (laughs) all right well uh neil why don't you uh tell us how the game is played cool so the game is simple 20 questions in a variety of topics worth 10 points apiece and split into two rounds at halftime there will be a special swing round designed by our host matt where players can take a larger lead or gain some ground for a comeback and at the end of regulation players will enter the final round with the points that they have accumulated and will have the chance to wager zero to 30 of those points on five questions based on their confidence of the final round categories at the end of the game, someone will be named the cream of the crop. You know that I'm the cream of the crop. All right. Thanks, Neil. Uh, everybody ready to play? Yes, yes sir. Yeah, let's I roll. Think so. All right. So let's start the game with question one. Um, so with more than 600 million players worldwide, uh, what is the most popular board game of all time? This is interesting. All right. This is the other one I was thinking. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, those. That was the one that came to my mind. But right. I, I'm let's, on board. Let's go with. Okay. Let's go okay. with this one. Okay. Probably a game with not too much, you know, complexity. It's not going to be. It's going to be something that most people have heard of. I was thinking like a think? like a checkers or a chess or a go or hmm. um, Othello. Something where the the board setup and player pieces are pretty easy to come by and obtain. That's better. Oh, sorry would be in there. I I don't think sorry has enough distribution. Okay. Um. The other thing that I think gives it a problem is Sorry is only like 25 years old, and I'm thinking this game has got to be around for probably at least a few hundred years. All right, I'm gonna I'm just gonna go for the the old staple here, lock in. All right, Jeff's answer is in, and so is Ken and Anna's. All right, so um, what we were thinking was Scrabble. Okay. It seems like a very universal uh, game. Mm-hmm. I did like what what Jeff was saying when he was talking about checkers and chess and that stuff. So I was thinking that, but. I think Scrabble's very universal and appeals to a large age group as well, so right. Scrabble. The reason I don't think it's something like Scrabble is because Scrabble's a lot harder in a lot of different languages. Like, you couldn't play Scrabble in Chinese, for example. I know for a fact. I don't know if you Unless can play it. Unless there's 
Scrabble China. I don't know if you could play it like in Hindi either. So I think like just given the populations, sure. you know, it's probably unlikely. We shall see. I went with the old standard chess since it okay. was up to me. Yeah, that's fair. Um, it's probably something like checkers is my guess, but I went chess just to see. It's been around for a long time, so. All right. Um, so coming in at number two was checkers. Um, number one was chess. Wow! So oh, nice. wow! Well done. Yeah, Good I didn't job, think Jeff. about it like history-wise. Yeah, so, so just like, oh, it yeah. originated in India um, and really became popular around 1200, and it's just been played for so long in so many countries that that's kind of gave it the advantage yeah. over uh, Settlers of Catan. Not anywhere up there, if you uh, guys were wondering. It's not. I, I kind of was, to be was completely that honest. That's a my, wonderful game. My Settlers of Catan box says over 10 million copies sold, so I realized that it's probably not... <laughs> I mean, it's on six, a, it's 600 on its way, is a little bit of a, it's sure. another order of magnitude. Yeah, yeah, good call. All right, moving on to question two. Everyone knows when the War of 1812 was, but who won the War of 1812? All right, I, I, will, I will let you defer, and if I get it wrong, then you can take the lead from here on out. Uh, so uh, I think we'll go with the United States. Okay, so is that your final answer? Yes. All right, what do you guys got? We've also gone with the United States. Okay, so this was a real dick question. Uh, actually, it's generally agreed by historians that no one won the War of 1812. Uh, they agreed it ended in a stalemate with neither the U.S. or Great Britain gaining any additional territory. Garbage. I ref as a red-blooded American, I refuse to accept <laughs> yeah, a, yeah. a, a stalemate. We've won, no we've won every war, including yeah. every war. Uh, in Vietnam. <laughs> Oh, no, that's okay. okay. I should have told you tie was an option. <laughs> yeah. Shortly after, um, when it was a tie, they went to a shootout afterwards, so the tie was okay. abolished. So. It was, did Patrick Kane get it in? Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> similar to the NHL. <laughs> Moving on to question three. What Swedish band has members named Benny, Agnetha, Bjorn, and Anafred? Yeah. Orin. Oh, as, okay. as a recent awesome. uh, vacationer to Sweden, I'd be remiss if this is incorrect. All right. So why don't you guys give your answer first? So we went with ABBA. Okay. Um, I just need to know if you spelled it with the backwards B or not. But oh, we also I spelled it forward. What forward. is this? Uh, <laughs> uh, the correct answer is ABBA with a forward B. Uh, so you guys. <laughs> no, no. A. Backwards B, B A. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> so, They're lowercase B's too, by the way. So they? yeah. Well, I mean, like we wrote them down with lowercase. So B's. you would you would think that when you go to Sweden, they're like, yeah, okay, Abba. No, they're all about it. <laughs> they have Still, the museum like and they want later. you to go to it. They're they're a national treasure. Yeah. Not kidding. A national treasure. Look out. All right, learned a lot about Abba in that question. Uh, so next question, question four. The last time the Buffalo Bills made the NFL playoffs, this man was president. Okay. Bones look so pretty confident, writing mm -hmm. furiously over here. <laughs> Absolutely let's just, let's nothing just, to me. Let's just pick, let's just pick a, a semi-recent president like uh, Carter or something like that. Let's say Carter. Carter. Okay. Uh, it would just be a guess. The, the peanut farming James Earl Carter? Yeah, Yeah. right. All right, Bones, well, uh, you uh, you were pretty confident with this one. What did you, what believe, did you have for us? I believe the last time the Bills made the playoffs was 1999, mm -hmm. and that was when Bill Clinton was president. Ooh. Uh, Bones is absolutely correct. It was 1999, <laughs> uh, the Music City Miracle game against the Tennessee Titans. Uh they, they were Tennessee Titans at the time. Of they were. Yes, yeah. That's uh, when uh, the, the maybe forward pass, maybe not forward pass. Oh, yeah. I'm breaking up with you. <laughs> that call was ridiculous. Yeah, so, so, so what that, you're uh, saying is that they're bad, but not as bad as I thought. Yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy Carr, that would be quite some time. They're not they, Cleveland Browns bad. They well, did, yeah, I mean, they, they made the Super Bowl several times in the 90s. Okay. So. 
four times in a row, I believe. Correct. Football yeah. is not my Marv forte. Marv Levy, local Chicago man. And lost Great time. head coach. They did not win many of those, if I recall correctly. <laughs> Poor Jim Kelly. I mean, at least they made it. The Minnesota Vikings like to throw it in the NFC Championship <laughs> game, so... <laughs> All right, it's time for question five, which we like to call our listener-submitted question. Uh, if you have a good question that you'd like to send us to incorporate into the game, make sure to send us an email at trivialitypodcast at gmail.com, and in the subject line, put question five. We will choose one question for each round. Um, so for question five today, most people know that when you signed up for MySpace, co-founder Tom would be your first friend. In what year was this no longer the case? Ken was more of a friendster person. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> If anyone was reading my Zanga, so I, I want to say something like, I mean, I have a general idea. So, um, so part of my thinking, uh, you, you've got a range here that I'm thinking like two years. Uh, it's a toss up for me either way. I know um, Facebook uh, officially launched that year and the year before Zuckerberg actually tried to sell Facebook. Um, so I'm assuming they hit their stride like maybe a year or so after. So I'm thinking I'm leaning this way, but I have no, I have no strong inclination. Okay, let's go with that. So we have 2008 as the year that we're considering. Now, I think around then, that's when MySpace stopped being, you know, the the front runner, or maybe even 2006. So assuming that it was kind of the, the death rattle of MySpace. Yeah, I don't know. I, I still remember actively looking at, like, MySpace profiles and that still being, like, prominent. Not prominent, I guess, but still actively looking for MySpace pages when I was in college and for me personally like I was out of high school by that time okay. so I'm just like okay that's that's my only base all right let's say that let's go 2008 uh, we'll assume that uh, Tom stopped sticking himself into people's friends list uh, as as it was beginning to die that is my purse I do not know you Tom. <laughs> so we have 2008 for Ken and Anna what are you guys going with we went one year earlier 2007 uh, Okay. All right. Well, you guys are actually both early. It actually went all the way until 2010. Um, in his place, new users were friended by Today on MySpace, or the acronym TOM. So they still are technically uh, friends with a TOM, but it's not the it's TOM. It's not the TOM. Um, MySpace still goes on today, if you guys, if you haven't checked it in a while. It's mostly a music site. Um, I didn't, like, Justin Timberlake buy the rights to Justin, it or something? He, 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 owns, he owns part of it, uh, and... It's, you could still actually access your profile, and it still has your friends. And your profile picture from the last time you updated is still loaded on there. So if you're looking for some embarrassing photos, it's definitely something to check out. So, oh so Matt, does that specifically apply to you? That mostly applies to me, yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's a lot of swooped bangs at that point Ooh, in time. I like so. it, yeah, same. Ooh, swooped bangs. Yeah. All right, so moving on to question six. What Motown-era band is responsible for these four top ten hit songs? It's the same old song, Something About You, Shake Me, Wake Me, and I Can't Help Myself, Sugar Pie Honey Bunch. Mm. Mm-hmm. So Anna's writing somewhat confidently here. We've, we've made a selection. Uh, Motown era bands are not my, uh, my forte. Like, I know all the songs, but I don't know any of the band names. Okay. I could be. Yeah, except totally for, like, wrong. one. Okay. But uh, Anna had a, had a thought, so we're going to go with Anna's answer. Your answer's okay. in. My answer's in. What are you guys thinking? We're thinking either the Four Tops or the Commodores. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of like, I kind of like that. Okay. Um, I don't know why. I, I know they were super prolific, um, so I, I don't know. I, I just think volume is in their favor there. Right. So, so, we'll go with the Four Tops. Okay, locking in with Four Tops. What do you guys got? Okay, we had the platters. The platters. The platters? Oh, okay. I forgot they existed. 
Um, I also forgot they existed. Um, that's not the right answer, unfortunately. No. <laughs> uh, there's actually a hint in the question. Uh, they're responsible for these four top ten hit oh, songs. Get out of the here. answer is actually the four tops. <laughs> oh, well done. Boo-words. Are you saying boo? Or? I said boo words. <laughs> Can we get a score check, Neil? Yeah, so uh, after six questions, uh, Team Jeff and Bones has 40 points, and Team Ken and Anna only have 10. Hey, right. We're getting eviscerated. <laughs> Hopefully uh, make some ground up here. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe the midpoint mid uh, swing round. I'm hoping, yeah, hoping for some, some extra points there. Um, so question seven. Speedrunning video games has exploded in popularity on online platforms like Twitch and YouTube in the past few years. To the closest minute, what is the current world record for Super Mario Bros. 1? I won't reveal how long it took me, but when I was home from college in 2003, Maybe. I, uh, for a week straight, played Super Mario Brothers and beat it in a very short period of time and was and, you know, didn't go crazy, feel. but I was happy about it. So spent five days doing it. I don't know if you heard, but I am going to give you an extra minute. I'll give you within two minutes of. Okay. Okay, what'd you guys go with? So we went with 11 minutes. Okay. I think I remember the video being 12 minutes, but mm-hmm. to try to keep within the range and give us a little bit more leeway, I went with 11. Okay. Uh, I thought maybe it was a little shorter. I went eight minutes. Okay. Uh, you guys were you guys were a little high, um, and you guys were just a little high. It's... Uh, Five minutes, so anywhere between seven and three would have been correct. Oh, no. Um, the current world record is actually four minutes and 57 what? seconds. A speedrunner named Darbian recently just accomplished this. Um, there's several glitches he used to accomplish this, including warp pipe tricks, bullet bill glitch, and frame perfect jumps. Uh, so you can actually beat the game in under five minutes. So I, um, I recently watched a speedrun of Ocarina of Time. Mm-hmm. And they use some glitches in that one too, but my God, it's it's incredible yeah. the way these guys can play Ocarina of Time and it's like skip minutes, right to the <laughs> end somehow. You remember the like 16 minute Super Mario 64 glitch run, right? Yeah, where they like glitch through the star door. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just think about like the weeks you spent beating these games as a child that can now be beaten four to five minutes. Yeah, what the hell? All right, I wouldn't trade it for the world. <laughs> Yeah, if I paid $40 for a game and beat it in five minutes, I'd be pretty upset. <laughs> <laughs> so cool. question eight. The filet fish was invented in 1962 by McDonald's franchise owner Lou Groen. Uh, what sandwich did Ray Kroc suggest as an alternative in a competition to add a new menu item? And this was actually the first new item added um, after their core of hamburgers and fries and soft drinks. The, comp- the competitive? Yeah, it was to add a new menu So it's menu something item. that they have. Correct. Well, the, the the item you're looking for is not necessarily something they had. It was a sandwich that Ray Kroc oh, suggested proposed. as an alternative yeah. to okay. the filet fish Oh, as an yeah, alternative. Okay. Okay. I was still thinking about what you put. Or, really? Okay. Because that was the first thing that came to mind, but... That's the other one that comes to mind. All right, so we went with the Big Mac. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we went with the McRib. Okay. Well, so the, the filet fish was invented... Um, for Fridays during Lent um, as an alternative for meat um, because people were selling, they wanted an alternative because they couldn't eat on Fridays. Ribs aren't meat, right? <laughs> There's some meat. Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean technically. The current McRib is not meat. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, fair. So, Ray Kroc suggested an item called the Hulu Burger, which oh, was yeah. grilled pineapple with cheese on a cold bun. What? Um, and he sold less than 50 of them, and the filet fish became yeah, the that's item. That's because it sounds like <laughs> 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 let me throw out, let me throw out an easier question. Let's see if we get some points on the board. 
I think this is in a couple of your guys' wheelhouse. Uh, in the summer of 1995, Fox ran a contest to see if anyone could figure out who shot Mr. Burns, and no one had a correct answer. Can you come up with the correct answer? Bones took the uh, scrap paper and wrote an answer <laughs> oh, right yeah. away for Jeff, yeah, okay. who agrees. I got you. So we'll just put it on the... All right, so their answer's in. You guys both Ken and I got yeah. this one. Okay. All right, Ken, why don't you go first? I believe that I've always uh, Maggie Simpson. Okay. We also went with Maggie. All right, and with his last uh, breath, he reached for M and S, which is Maggie Simpson, and that was not actually true. He said he swallowed his spit, and it just happened to land on that. But the answer is Maggie Simpson. All right. So it was nice to get both of you guys on the board for a question. Yeah. So for a Simpsons question. Yeah. Obviously. All right. Last question of the round. On a standard world map. No. <laughs> which seven wonder of the modern world is furthest east? Of the modern world. Correct. A lot of silence in here. Yeah, I'm not. Define modern. Um, modern. So, so this is a list that came out, um, I believe, in 2010 is when they updated okay. for the seven modern, the seven wonders of the modern. Show world. me your sources. Can I have a Can I have a date range for all of them? Do you have that? You know, any anything past zero A.D. Honestly, is is game for modern. Um, it's just basically modern, like man-made modern marvels. Well, that, that's what I'm trying to figure out by modern. I was like, because there's. There's certainly things that architecturally are feats yeah, now, so but would be fairly I, I recent. Can, I can say this. There's there's two different um, categories. There's okay, yeah, Wonders of I'm... the Modern World and Wonders of the Ancient World. Okay. I believe they're thought they're both man-made in general. Okay. Was China and WWE, was she the ninth was, wonder of the world? Was she was actually the ninth wonder I think so. of the world. Yeah, okay. that's correct. That was, okay. Hall of I Famer. just wasn't sure if that was considered are you a modern guys in? wonder. Uh, looks like Jeff is still writing. Oh, no, another in now. What's the name of that cathedral in Russia? St. Basil's? Yeah. That sounds about Let's right go with that. Okay. That's pretty far east. All right. And I'm trying to... Uh, Great Wall of China, I believe, might be a ancient wonder. Um, okay. Maybe not, but uh, okay. I don't know where, where, where the, the furthest east line is. <laughs> so somewhere in the Pacific Ocean. But. All right. All right. So what are you guys going with? St. Basil's, Russia. Okay. So mostly built to keep out the Mongols in the like 12th, 13th, into 14th century, we went with the Great Wall. Okay, um, so going west to east, we have uh, the Chicken Itza in Mexico, uh, Machu Picchu in Peru, Christ the Redeemer in Rio, Brazil, Colosseum in Italy, Petra in Jordan, Taj Mahal in India, and the Great Wall in China. That's further, a tough one. <laughs> further adding to the deficit. Yeah. 60 to 20. Mm-hmm. All right. So, yeah, for a score update, uh, in the lead is Jeff and Bones with 60 points, and uh, behind them is Ken and Anna with 20 points going into the swing round. Not the best. I tell but you, it's, it's okay. It's me. It's all oh, right. no, no. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. We answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. 
and you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to From Beneath the Hollywood Sign. If you love old movies, Hollywood history, or the golden age of filmmaking, you've come to the right place. This is the podcast that talks about amazing stories of Tinseltown from another era and fascinating conversations with writer-producer Steve Kubine and actress-writer Nan McNamara. One particular argument, he ended up dislocating Ava's jaw. <gasps> Ava, she was such a tough cookie. Rather than cry or scream or anything like that, she... Or she, call the police. Or call the police like she should have, exactly. <laughs> What does she do? She takes an ashtray and she knocks him over the head and knocks him unconscious. That's how she fought back. She didn't know what to do, so she called Louis B. Mayer. I think I've killed Howard Hughes. What do I do? Revisit a time when the pictures were still big and everyone was ready for their close-up. When you want Tyrone Power instead of Tom Hardy, Jennifer Jones instead of Jennifer Lawrence, or Robert Mitchum rather than Robert Pattinson, then From Beneath the Hollywood Sign is the gin joint for you. All right, so for my mid-round game, um, these are going to be actors or athletes who performed rap songs. I'm going to give you the name of the song and a sample lyric, and you guys are going to write down who you think that is. Um, so for each of you, you're each going to get a chance to answer, so just let, kind of working how this game's worked so far. Um, so we'll start with the first one. Um, the name of the song is Wise Guy. I don't do blow, and I don't sell crack. Stay alert. I've got someone to whack. I'm a wise guy. So good. It's hard to choose. Yeah. None of these have varying stage names or something like that? Correct. Okay. It's just, just the actor name. And if okay. it is a stage name, then you then can you, give me either, either or. It's okay. fine. As long as so, I know who you're talking about. Okay. And we both answer all the questions? Correct. Okay. I was going to make a joke, but that's possibly one of your questions, so I'm not going to go there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Actors and athletes, most of the time when they rap, it's misguided. So okay, what about, uh, where you're what about Joe this. Pesci? This go. is something you would do. <laughs> All right, go for it. Joe that's, Pesci. Yeah, that's fine. You guys going with Joe Pesci? Joe yeah, Pesci. Why not? All right, so I had no idea. We went in a completely opposite but, direction. But Bones wrote down. Based on the rhyme that may have mm-hmm. gone with that, we went with Shaq. And I like that answer because I know that Matt enjoys <laughs> Shaq rapping. Well, I think that's coming later. The correct answer is Joe Pesci. Oh, oh my, my God, God, get out of here. That's oh, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> that is ridiculous. There's... there's there's several Joe Pesci rap songs, and I encourage everybody to look oh, them up. I am not wow. even mildly embarrassed we got that wrong. I'm going to need to hear this. So for the next one, a little bit of a softball here. Uh, the song is called Rappin' Rodney. Halloween, I had to trick-or-treat over the phone. Right, you guys locked in? Yeah. Oh, I think we're going to end up going with Rodney Dangerfield. All right. Yeah, yep. we had the same. Correct. Were, you, were you guys mulling over Rodney King? No, we were not. Oh. <laughs> we were uh, also <laughs> contemplating Dennis Rodman. Okay. Oh, my goodness. Well, See, I, I think that it's Rodney Dangerfield because he has so little respect that he has to treat over <laughs> he, the phone. He had, he, he's had rap songs. Yeah. I know he did. So Halloween, he had to trick-or-treat over the phone. No respect. No respect. Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> This is back to school. Didn't he like sing in that movie? He has a, he has an album of rap songs. Yeah, a lot of these people. They it was the eighties. It was a different time. Anyone can just it, make it, a rap song. It was song. a beautiful, colorful period. All right. I, next. Used, I used to think that I knew things, and my brain hurts so much right now. <laughs> All right. Well, here's here's a good one then. 
Uh, treat your mother right. T is for the time that she stayed up at night and took my temperature when I wasn't feeling right. So it's somebody who's advocating respect. So which rapper was a mama's boy? Probably all of them. <laughs> Except Eminem. Palms are sweaty? Mom's spaghetti. I think you stumped us on this one. I got, I got nothing. I think my knowledge of this is way exceeds the normal person. <laughs> I'm realizing that as I wrote these. Matt, the exercises in niche studies here. These are all ones I came up with it's, off it's the top of my head, category. too. It's a great category. Let's go. Let's just put yeah. something in, whatever you want. Um, top of my head, we'll go um, Reggie Miller. All right. An athlete. We just uh, So we knew the Shaq one's coming, so we went with Shaq on this one because <laughs> right. we have no other idea. So T is for the time that she stayed up at night. It's Mr. T. Oh. Oh. See, I told Sounds you. Sounds right. Uh, makes sense. Pretty. All right. So the next one I think you, guys, lame. you guys should get. Um, the song is called I Know I Got Skills, skilled with spelled with a Z. I dribble rhymes Obviously. like basketballums. People call me E.T. What's that, man? Extra tallums. Yeah, that's... that's yeah. Okay, yeah. well, there you have it. So you guys have answered this about six times. What do you guys... Still Shaq. <laughs> it's Shaq. This one is Shaq. Shaquille O'Neal. So I should have led with the Shaq one and got it out of the way. I, I have all of Shaq's rap albums. All like, one of them? Like, uh, well, yeah, I think he has three, right? He's got uh, Shaq Fu, he's got uh, well, The he Rain. Well, he the soundtrack for Steel, or he was on it, I yeah. believe. The video game is great, though. Shaq Fu. Shaq Fu. <laughs> Sega Genesis. All right, and the last one. Uh, the song is called Freak of the Week. When I yank it out my trousers, whoa. all the girls come running. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> That's actually Matt. He says that every day. Yeah. <laughs> Look out. You guys locked in? Yeah, we are. All right, why don't you guys go first? We're going to go back to Dennis Rodman <laughs> on this one. Dennis Rodman, a very good guess. Neil's been toting the, the Macho Man uh, rap <laughs> album at us for a couple weeks now. It's great. So I, I'm wondering if maybe you threw one of those in there, so we went with Macho Man. All right, so the Macho Man is a great guess, and there is a really good Macho Man album. Uh, but this is actually from Ron Jeremy. Ron Jeremy. And, oh, that makes so much sense. And uh, I would say if you're going to YouTube it, uh, don't do it at work. It's very not safe for oh! work. Oh! <laughs> you uh, don't say. Yeah, believe it or not. Uh, Ron Jeremy had a wrap up. All right, so uh, for the swing round, uh, Ken and Anna got 30 points, and Jeff and Bones got 20 points, respectively. Okay. So our total scores going into round two are uh, Jeff and Bones with 80, uh, and Ken and Anna with 50. Not bad. Not, not as bad. Not bad. All right, the first question of round two. According to data collected by the popular data blog 538, this Boston form band that dominated 70s rock radio has the most, the two most played songs on classic rock stations currently. Hmm. As we drink our Dunkin' Donuts, a Boston staple. You know this one, Neil? I do know this one. When I was in Boston speaking of it, um, all of their Dunkin' Donuts cups have all the Patriots uh, logos on them. I'm just uh, maybe so happy when I threw it away. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh, sure that's funny. That's the only thing I'm not sure of. I doubt Tom Brady drinks Dunkin' Donuts, even yeah. though they show him drinking Dunkin' Donuts. Okay. Uh, I'd say that's a better guess. Okay, then. let's do that. You guys locked in? Yeah. What do you guys think? I don't, have any, I don't have any better guesses. I'll leave that up to your discretion. I mean, I just hear it all the time. But it could be me and not 70s rock stations. So. Let's go with it. That's fine. All right, what do you guys got? So we thought maybe you were trying to pull the wool over our eyes, and we went Boston. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they were actually Bostonians. I have no idea, we but went, I know I hear their stuff all, all the time. Right. We, yeah, we just had to go with uh, what what 
gets driven home on the radio so frequently and we went with Journey. I don't know if they're Bostonian You weren't either. born and raised in South Detroit, Ken? <laughs> I don't know if they were. All right. So the top five uh, songs on classic rock stations, um, this is according to data that they compiled by picking out most played songs in different various markets across the country. Yeah. Um, so More Than a Feeling by Boston. Uh, Sh- hold on. You Shook Me All Night Long, ACDC. ACDC. All Along the Watchtower, Jimi Jim Hendrix. Hendrix. Sweet Emotion, Aerosmith. And Dream On by Aerosmith. Aerosmith. What? Aerosmith had two in the top five. Okay. Yep. A lot of people don't know they're from Boston. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, now I know. All right, so question two of the round. What does dot, 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 dash, 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 dot, 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 spell out or symbolize in Morse code? That's my gut reaction. Yeah. Who has to go first? SOS. We also said SOS. <laughs> so it is SOS. The use of the SOS signal was first introduced in Germany as part of a set of national radio regulations, effective April 1st, 1905. These regulations introduced three new Morse code sequences, including the SOS distress signal. Cool. So, points all around for that one. All right, question three. This man was the recipient of one of the most famous facelifts in 2012 when a well-meaning elderly woman took it upon herself to touch up a 19th century fresco painting. Yeah, I know this. It's a good question. There's a, there's a lot in that question there if you need me to repeat any parts oh, of it. Oh, okay. Maybe worse than the uh, Ronaldo sculpture. Have you seen that? Ah, uh, it's <laughs> oh, glorious. It's so bad. Neil, you take that back. Yeah. It's the funniest thing I've ever seen in sculpture <laughs> form. Like the Lionel Richie uh, sculpture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very similar. But she was blind, and this person was not blind. That's when true. They made it, so. That's true. <laughs> you guys locked in? Yeah, I know, I know this. Uh... And remember, I'm looking Ooh. for the man, not the name of the painting or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, Jeff, what do you guys got? Uh, I went with Jesus. Mm. Okay. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, the painting, uh, Ecce Homo, was of Jesus Christ wearing a crown of thorns. Uh, Ecce Homo translates roughly to Behold the Man. So, Don't f*** with the Jesus. He was definitely <laughs> beholden. <laughs> he was, be- yeah. Too, too beholden at that point. He should have uh, yeah. <laughs> took a step back at that point. All right. Uh, next question is a sports question. Mm. These superlative superstars accounted for every NHL MVP from 1980 until 1989. Name them. You didn't provide a number or anything like that? Of how many? Yeah. Well, it was every single one from 1980 till 1989. Um, these two accounted for all of two? them. Two? Okay. Oh, my hockey <laughs> sports knowledge is uh, not... I found the gap. <laughs> ...coming through. Ken is wearing his trademark Blackhawks hat, but he looks to be mm-hmm. at a loss for words. Or constipated, one or the other. Okay. Because I can, I can account for, I think, four or five there, but the other, the other name is not coming to me. Okay. I'm locked in. Ken is locked in. Why don't we go second? I want to see what you wrote. (laughs) I mean, we only got one. All right, so you guys are locked in with one? Yeah. Okay. Okay, so um, I think superlative means that they have like a a subtitle to their name or they're, you know, they have uh, something else that they're known by or known as. So I went with uh, Bobby Hall or Mm -hmm. just Hall and Mm -hmm. Gretzky. Okay. No no first names. I think, wasn't Bobby Hall earlier? He might have been, but I I just went with Hall. I want to say he was Because there's other Halls. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we, we went Wayne Gretzky, the great one. Correct. Um, which is the only one I can think of. And the other one being Super Mario Lemieux. Oh, oh yeah. That makes sense. 
You got you got one of them though. So doesn't uh, superlative mean like of the highest kind or order? Right. So their nick their their nicknames so the great super, one. It, has, is it doesn't have anything to do with like the other addition to their right. name. It has to do with like being right. Of the like a superlative kind. in a yearbook is most likely right. to succeed. Right. So then, I was going off of that. All right. So let's try something in Greek mythology. According to Greek mythology, Greek mythology. She was the first woman on earth, and thus began the time-honored tradition of men blaming women for all their problems. <laughs> that one's for Anna. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Greek mythology? Correct. Oh. Wow, I really should have been paying attention the other day. Well, uh, so, so if you're not familiar with Crash Course, mm-hmm. yeah, they're doing a mythology series right now, and they just did four weeks of origin stories, <laughs> yeah. and you would think I would remember the Greek one. Okay. You guys locked in? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let me write it in. Let's go with Ken and Anna first. Um, we went with Hera. I believe she was Zeus's wife. First. First <laughs> <Of> wife. <many. laughs> um, we were also thinking about Athena, but I think I often think that I give her more uh, credence. Definitely, than, yeah. No, it's it's a knee. It was a knee jerk reaction. So Zeus had parents, for the record. Mm. Um, no. He did. He, <laughs> Otherwise, it would be hard to like kill the rest of his extended family. We want Athena. Uh, oh, I, I don't know if that. I don't know if that's right. Okay. Um, so it's it's the first woman on Earth, and since they were not the first woman on Earth, that was actually Pandora. Oh. Um, she was created as punishment for Prometheus stealing fire from Mental, Mount Olympus. Men blaming women for all their problems. We had a question about this. We, we had a have, question about this. Yeah. It was about recently. her box. Should have kept that yeah. box closed. Yeah. yeah. Even though it's technically a jar, but <laughs> that's fine too. Pandora's jar of just sounds bad. Yeah, yeah. it's Pandora's not as dramatic. Yeah. Yeah. Swing and a miss. Maybe right. more Pinteresty though. <laughs> oh my god! Pandora's gosh, jar, Pandora's get mason get jar, brownies. <laughs> That's we're at a hundred to seventy. So right. Ken and Anna are making up some ground. Yeah. All right. Um, this one might be good for Ken. Um, only four films have won the Academy Award for Best Picture without their directors being nominated. Name any two. Okay. Go for it. I'm I'm very weak with Academy Maybe. Award nominations I'm weak. and winners. <laughs> Maybe not. I know this one. Yeah. I need I need this to be uh, in a game when Neil was not playing because it wouldn't be fair to everyone else. See, I'm good with film, but I'm not good with um, awards, awards sometimes. Let's do that. All right, Ken's locked in. I mean, it's more or less a guess, play. but... Okay. Oh, I don't know. Are we allowed to guess up to four And if we get two right? How are you doing this? Yeah, actually, if you want to guess up to four, if you get two right, I'll take that if you want to add two more to your... I mean, how do you feel about that? Do you, do you have four answers or are you just going to give the two? We, we just, just two. have two. Okay, why don't you go ahead and... One I know is right, which is Argo. Correct. Hmm. Whoops. <laughs> oh. Continue. They've got answers right yeah, now. Fine. We're fine. And the other one I went with, Annie Hall. Okay. That's a good thought. I was thinking about that one, too. But I wasn't sure if it won Best Picture. Mm-hmm. Um, but I went with Silence of the Lambs, mm-hmm. The Artist. Those were the first two I wrote down. And then as an addendum, I also wrote Beautiful Mind and Gladiator, though I do think the directors are nominated So I can kill one of those right away because Silence of the Lambs won all five. It's oh. one of the, yeah, it's one it's of the, one of the, the very five, few that won yeah. all five. Okay. Gladiator was directed by Ridley Scott. Ridley Scott, I think and was I was nominated. at least nominated. And Ron Howard was definitely nominated for A Beautiful Mind. Okay. What were you thinking, Neil? Okay, so Jeff and Bones are correct uh, with one, Argo, because Ben Affleck did not 
was not directed for best director, which is kind of a little bit of a scandal. But he won his Oscar for. I being always a producer. forget that Argo won because it was so forgettable. <laughs> I liked Argo. So here's here's I'm not a little it was bad. here's a little history for you. So the the first one is the first movie to ever win Best Picture, which is Wings, which is a great movie, silent movie. Uh, the next one was a movie I studied in college, which is very good uh, acting work in this movie, Grand Hotel, uh, if I'm correct. And then the uh, the other one, other than Argo, is Driving Miss Daisy. Oh. yeah. Who directed that? I, for, I mean, it's forgettable. I it, forget. Yeah, Jessica Tandy won the Oscar for that, but... It was directed by um, Bruce Beresford? Beresford? Um, yeah, Tandy won the Oscar, you know, for playing the old woman, but other than that, you know... Yeah, and he's not really notable for directing any other films, really. Um, Driving Miss Daisy was the one that he directed then. Yeah. Grand Hotel's very good, though. If... Yeah. All right, next question. While it is generally accepted that the GI in G.I. Joe stands for government issue... What was it originally used to denote items made of? So it's a material I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. So me and Anna are just kind of writing down some possibilities here. I'm thinking something in this category. Uh, this question brought to you by Cobra. <laughs> uh, I think we're locked in. All right. Um, you guys locked in first. Why don't you go ahead? We just went with gridiron. I don't know if that's technically a material. Okay. Well, we I went, couldn't think of anything. We went with denim. Okay. Well, the answer is actually galvanized iron. Yeah. Really? Yeah, see, couldn't, I just wrote down iron. Couldn't think of galvanized. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was used in a lot of products made by the U.S. Army in, prior to 1900, I believe, sometime around that era. Um, so not steel? Not steel. Nope. Galvanized Tough, tough round for you guys here. Only so round. Brutal. Only two questions for each of you, and we've got uh, three questions left, though. So. Well, don't worry. This one's harder. Okay. All right. Thank <laughs> so, goodness. What two animals is Godzilla said to have been described as in the planning stage? There's a mixture of two animals. Which two animals? I think this is one for sure. What? That's one for sure. Okay. All right. Both teams are locked. Especially considering um, where, you know, that rules out for me, like other other options I had considered. So. All right. Uh, Jeff, why don't you start? Sure. Uh, So we went with a combination of a lizard and Mm -hmm. a dinosaur. Okay. You said uh, dog and reptile, but let me know if you need more specificity uh, for reptile. I don't, uh, because, uh, go, so it's uh, Gojira, mm-hmm. which is a portmanteau of the Japanese words gorilla and kujira, which is a whale. What? Alluding to its size, power, and aquatic origin. So it's gorilla and whale. I'm yeah, shocked. We were whale. If you say so, man. He's <laughs> like, dog, dog, I know it's dog. No, that would, like, be, right. that would be Shiba. Well, I know. Shiba Inu. Yeah, see, I said lizard and dinosaur. Or, That's what I wrote for those down. of you who yeah. like to torture yourselves, Mameshiba. 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 <laughs> All right. Like, yeah, a little, the bean, little dog? bean dog. Bean dog. Yeah, showing up and teaching you life lessons. <laughs> trying to, precious. Trying to make you feel uncomfortable. About eating your food. Well, I was to say about Mademoiselle yeah, Fingers. Like sweating. Like the characters are always like, oh, crap, here, here it comes. If there are some uh, fans of the podcast out there that are, you know, gaining in, I guess, uh, numbers, please someone make a shirt for Ken that says Godzilla is a dog and send it. <laughs> oh, I can do that. I can do that. I print, I print Because you're never going to live that. It's going to also go with living. your t-shirt of the Irish wolfhound. You, well. you don't think Godzilla resembles a dog a little bit? In Not facial at all. structure? No. Show me a lizard that has that facial structure as the original Godzilla. That's a dog's face. Show me that lizard. Show you. You show me that lizard. Let's do another T-shirt. Show me that lizard. <laughs> oh, I like show me that lizard even more. Well, I want to still be able to go to parks and stuff. So. Yeah. <laughs> hey guys, come here. Uh, Godzilla is a dog, right? Come on. 
All right. In more animal Kids, questions. Come here. <laughs> in other animal questions, uh, the first published account of this animal comes from Antonio uh, Pigafetta, who was aboard Fernandez Magellan's first circumnavigation of the globe in 1520. They spotted the animals near what was probably Puntutumba in Argentina. He called them strange geese. Okay. I think. Are you guys in? All right. We're in. So I think it's llama, and here's why: the long necks would indicate the the geese uh, reference. And llamas are pretty synonymous with uh, that Patagonian region as well. Well, I mean, even if it's wrong, it's a great idea for another T-shirt. So. Okay. Llamas are strange geese. <laughs> uh, that's your final answer. Llama. A lot of llama drama llama. going on here. What, are you, what are you guys thinking? Uh, so bones came up with, and I really like it. We went flamingos. Okay. Uh. Ah. Um, so the answer is it's the first published account of this animal, um, and it was on the first uh, circumnavigation of the globe, meaning it's the first time anyone would had been near. The Arctic circles, it's penguins. It was the first time people had seen penguins. Weird. Yeah. Uh, okay. Which were strange geese. I just want to let you know that this Lama. round two like has it. been really, really brutal. Yeah. Yeah, only two questions right for each team in this round. And with uh, one question remaining. One question remaining. It'll be worth 70 points. Just kidding. It's 10. All right. Uh, Muhammad Ali teamed up with this superhero in a DC comic in 1978 to defeat an alien invasion. You know this one? Nope. DC comic. No, it's not. Oh, okay. Okay, then I Captain would say... America. Iron Man. Stop naming Galvanized Marvel. Iron Man. Galvanized Iron Man? I like it. <laughs> the Hulk. So this is... You guys in? Yeah. All right. With that confidence, we'll start with Jeff and Bones. I was thinking Superman. I, I ran through all the other DC comics, and I just couldn't think of anything that made sense. You know, Batman, Aquaman, Flash, mm-hmm. Green Lantern. None of those made any sense to me, so mm-hmm. I just went with the classic. Okay. See, who could who could Muhammad Ali possibly help? Mm-hmm. That's that's the question. But we just went Aquaman. with Superman. No, Aquaman's, Aquaman's powerful. He's great. He's great. <laughs> Underrated. Well, the Not answer on is... On land? Yeah, Superman. All right. <laughs> yeah, points. We got points. We're ending on a high note here. All right. All right, that brings the end of round two. What's the score, Neil? All right, so after 20 questions, 20 hard questions, we've reached the end of regulation. Uh, before the final round, Ken and Anna have 80 points to work with on their wagering, and Jeff and Bones have 110 points. Okay. All right, so now for the final round. I will announce the final five categories, and each player can wager 0 to 30 points on each question using only the points that you have earned during regulation. So here are the final five categories. Category one, word origins. Category two, gamblers anonymous. Category three, keeping up with the celebrities. Category four, it's electric. Category five, anniversaries. All right, Matt, I I have everyone's wagers and we're ready to go. All right, so in the category of word origins, While most people know swabbing the poop deck isn't as much of a biological hazard as it sounds, from which language does the poop deck originate? Um, In the category Gamblers Anonymous, in blackjack, what card must you have in order to have a soft hand? Keeping up with celebrities, can you match the Kardashian to their famous fling? Um, I'm going to say the three names as one, two, three, and then the three celebrities as A, B, C, and you'll have to match them. Um, mm-hmm. One being Kim, two being Chloe, three being Kylie, A being Lamar Odom, 
B being Reggie Bush, and C being Tyga. Young Money. <laughs> All right. In the category, it's electric. This unit of power is defined as one joule per second. It was named after a famed Scottish scientist, not the Texan. That one I'm mm, positive mm, on. Mm. In the category anniversaries, if you were looking to purchase a nice crystal bowl for a wedded couple's anniversary party, how many years would they have been married? Uh. I'm Jane Perlez, longtime foreign correspondent and former Beijing bureau chief for the New York Times. I've been a foreign correspondent in lots of places, Somalia, Indonesia, Pakistan, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I mean, China is not dropping anti-democratic paratroopers into Montana. But of course, we did see things like the weather balloon slash spy balloon riveting the whole country for a week. This is Face Off, an eight-part series in which we'll take you behind the scenes to key moments in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. We'll speak with a diplomat, a spy, a tech reporter, a U.S. admiral, even Yo-Yo Ma. Plus, my pal and noted China historian Rana Mitter joins the conversation. We'll look at what's driving the two nations apart and explore whether anything can help bring them back together. Face-off launches April 9th. Hey there, I'm Dylan Lewis, one of the hosts of Motley Fool Money. Each weekday on Motley Fool Money, we talk through the business news you need to know and the stories moving stocks on Wall Street. On weekends, we dive into the industry shaping tomorrow and host the experts, authors, and executives that understand them. Tune in for insights, a long-term perspective on investing, and of course, stock ideas, plenty of them. To quote a listener, it pays to listen. Check us out and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. I feel pretty good about these, man. What the hell? <laughs> Should have asked these earlier. The whole, the whole round, you're just beating up on us and... <laughs> Your guess is as good I was as mine. toughing you guys up, so now you're ready for the final, and now this is easier. He, he broke you down. Okay, okay. It's like build you back up. Build you back up. I'm not sure. Good thing Jeff brought his uh, Kardashian T-shirt today and yeah. wore it. All right, and it looks like both of our teams are in. Um, Neil, why don't you read off their wagers? Okay, so uh, for the first question, category word origins, Ken and Anna wagered zero, and Jeff and Bones wagered ten. Okay, uh, Jeff and Bones, what do you know about poop decks? Uh, nothing. <laughs> All right. Which is which is not advantageous. But uh, you know, I thought I'm I'm gonna say it's a, it's an English word. Okay. We just went with French. Okay, so uh, the poop deck is the stern. It's the back of the boat. Um, it, the French word for stern is la poop. So it's French. Uh, yeah, I think we should have wagered more on all of these questions, almost. All right. Uh, what were the wagers for question two? For Gamblers Anonymous, Ken and Anna wagered zero, and Jeff and Bones wagered ten. All right. Um, since you wagered, why don't you give us your answer? All right. Uh, I said you need to have an ace to have a soft hand. Okay. We agree. The answer is ace. Uh, it's a soft hand because the ace can count as a one or 11, so technically you can't bust on an ace. That was my... All right. Uh, so in keeping up with celebrities, how confident were our teams, Neil? Ken and Anna wagered 10, and so did Jeff and Bones. Okay. Um, so uh, why don't you just read off, read off the, the Kardashian with their celebrity? Uh, I'll go ahead and do that. Uh, Kim, we matched with Reggie. Mm-hmm. Chloe with Lamar. And Kylie with Tyga. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
They're right. Yep, both teams correct. They've been I'm sad. Up. I'm so sad. I know that. <laughs> I you don't, to, I you don't remember the like photos of like Reggie Miller doing push-ups with Kim Kardashian on his back? No, because no. Reggie Miller did not do. Not that. Reggie, Reggie, Miller. <laughs> Reggie Bush. Reggie Bush. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just, I'm just unfortunately familiar with other types of videos, just not doing push-ups. Yeah. Though. All right. Oh. Okay. How about it's electric? Neil. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for it's electric, Ken and Anna wagered zero. And Jeff and Bones wagered 20. Whoa. Big spenders. What do we got? So I knew this before you said the famous Texan, and the Texan you're referring to is J.J. Watt. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we said the same. James Watt, right? James Watt is the scientist. J.J. Watt is the Texan. I wasn't sure if that would confuse people thinking that he was from Texas. No. Uh, And I believe his name is James Justin Watt. Yeah, so he's also James Watt. All right, and anniversaries. What are our teams at? Uh, for anniversaries, Ken and Anna wager 10, and Jeff and Bones wager 10 as well. Okay. Uh, Ken and Anna, why don't you start us out? We went with 50 as a guess on this one. Is it 5-0? Yeah. 50. So we also went 50. I had a crazy thought, like it might be 5, but we, we went oh. with 50. Okay. So. so 50 is actually gold, um, 60 is diamond, ruby is 40, 30 is pearl, 25 silver, 20 china, 10 tin, 5 wooden, 15 is crystal. Who the hell is supposed to remember this stuff? <laughs> I just wonder if you guys had been to any anniversary parties. So on our, on, our, on our sheet I wrote down silver was 25, diamond was 60. I wrote 50 next to gold, but we still went with crystal. And yeah, the other ones, uh, wood was I thought was like four or five years, but I couldn't remember. Yeah, yeah it's ridiculous. You're supposed to give a wooden gift at five. That's kind of how that works out. Is yeah. People don't really think of it that way, but that's like the suggested gift so for spoon, the anniversary. Like a carved spoon. What? A carved spoon would be for five. Right. So 15 years, like a, a crystal bowl is something that you would give for a 15th anniversary. The longer you're together, the more valuable the stuff. just cash, always? <laughs> or just don't get married. Yeah. Yeah. Cash is the two-year. It's very <laughs> I guess you can have like a, an anniversary for where you work, too. Yeah. Like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Give you a tin hat at 10 years. But you edge yourself Well, there. as it is usually the case, it comes down to wagering. Ken and Anna got, what was that, four out of five right, I believe, in that last uh, yeah, final didn't... round. You guess if you wagered a little bit more, it might have changed. But <laughs> uh, in second place with 80 total points is Ken and Anna. And in first place with 130 points, and this week's cream of the crop, Jeff and Bones. I'm talking about all the way to the top, yeah. The cream will rise to the top. Good job, guys. Thank you. I've been been taken down a notch. Well done, Bones. Good to have you. Well, uh, congratulations to Jeff and Bones. Uh, Seeing that Jeff needs a teammate to win is always good. Uh, thanks to Neil for being the scorekeeper, and uh, thanks to both teams for having a great game. Uh, if you'd like to play along with our contestants, uh, make sure to check out our Facebook page and download our official Triviality score sheet uh, that we use here in the studio. How can people get in touch with us, Neil? All right, well, you can find us on Twitter using the handle at TrivialityPod or on uh, Facebook at Facebook.com slash TrivialityPod. If you'd like to get in touch with us by email, send all messages to trivialitypodcast at gmail.com. And if it's a question five submission, make sure to put that in the subject line and a name of one of the hosts if you want it to be specific. We'd love to hear from you. Yep, and the best way is always to rate, review, subscribe to Triviality on your favorite podcast app. So until next time, on behalf of Neil and both of our teams, uh, I'm Matt, and that was Triviality. Supermodels, one on each 
charm. One chick's brunette, the other was blonde. I heard their fathers had stocks and bonds, so I whacked them both and left them floating in a pond. Custom made clothes from head to toe. Catch Joe at the fight, sitting in the first row. Everybody follows when I'm ready to go. No need to show off, they already know I'm a wise guy. I'm a wise guy.